Welcome back to the Adult Study Guide podcast from Bogard Press. We're glad you've joined us as we look at the winner of 2021-2022 Adult Study Guide, The Gospel of Grace. As Brother Mark Clements walks us through the Book of Romans, we will see a beautiful picture of God's love for all people and His desire for them to know Him as Lord and Savior. Each week, Brother Mark will walk us through this story as we look at God's grace for us and others. Take it away, Brother Mark! Today's lesson is the Gospel of Grace for the Jews, from Romans 2, 1-29. Seeking the context, the area in which we live has a substantial population of unhoused people. Nearly every day as I drive around the city, I notice a person asking for help and wonder what life circumstances led them to that point. I am often tempted to begin thinking less of them or to assign motives that go along with popular stereotypes of the homeless community. The reality about the unhoused community in comparison with those who have homes is that in God's eyes they are equally in need of grace. Just because I have a house does not mean I am a better person than those without houses. A person's privileged position does not guarantee prosperity. Paul began his epistle to the churches in Rome by arguing that the lost world at large stood in desperate need of the gospel. He wrote that they had suppressed the obvious truth about God and refashioned worship into creature-centered idolatry, which God rightfully condemns. From the first chapter of Romans to the second chapter, though, the focus switches from them to you. It would be easy for a religiously devout person to agree with Paul's assessment in chapter 1 about the state of lost humanity, but in the second chapter, Paul would turn his attention from the pagan world to those who expressed convictions about the proper worship of God. Paul would move from talking about unregenerate sinners to self-righteous judgmental sinners, Romans 2.1. Paul's job of convincing the reader of the pagan world's lostness was easy compared to the task of convincing a religious person of his need of grace. Paul could argue that both the irreligious and religious alike were in need of grace because of the fact that God does not show partiality, verse 11. Whether a person is Jew or Gentile, pagan or religious, he will be judged by God, verse 16. The person who obeys God through repentance and faith is the one who will be declared righteous, whatever his culture, ethnicity, heritage, or privilege. A self-righteous religious hypocrite is just as lost as an idolatrous pagan. In today's text, Paul turned his attention to the highly privileged Jewish audience who gleefully boasted in his heritage. Paul revealed that a Jewish person's need for the gospel was just as desperate as a Gentile's need. We tend to notice the flaws and shortcomings of other people before we notice them in ourselves. Romans 1 was probably an easy chapter to study because it focused on people who intentionally rebel against God. Romans 2 will be more challenging because it will compel us to examine ourselves and recognize our equally desperate need of God's grace. Searching the text. Number 1. The Gospel Refutes Religious Hypocrisy. Romans 2.17-24 Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and makest thy boast of God, and knowest his will, and approvest the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law, 
and art confident that thou thyself art a guide to the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, the teacher of babes, which hast the form of knowledge and of the truth in the law, thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written." After our four children were born and we found ourselves back home from the mission field, we discovered that the state had begun enforcing the seatbelt law. As our children grew, fastening their seatbelts became second nature as soon as they entered the vehicle, but it took me a little longer to form a habit of wearing my seatbelt. I would make sure my kids fastened their seatbelts, but would forget to fasten my own. Now, my youngest daughter will make sure I fasten my seatbelt just as I make sure she fastens hers. I must practice what I preach, or else what I preach will not make much difference. While unbelievers store up God's wrath for themselves when they refuse to acknowledge Him, religious people are just as susceptible to judgment when they hold others to standards they themselves are unwilling to meet. Paul spent several verses arguing that many religious Jews who had been privileged to know of God were unwilling to practice what they preached. Hypocrisy begins when a person assumes a position of authority or privilege. The Jews Paul addressed enjoyed the privileged position of having received a heritage of faith and first-hand knowledge of Jehovah. As original recipients of God's law, they boasted in their understanding of His word. This position did indeed place Jews in positions of authority as they were God's chosen people through whom God brought His Son into the world. Knowledge and authority without repentance, though, leads to pride. Unchecked pride stemming from positions of authority and privilege will then reveal corruption at some point. Paul challenged the Jews who used their privilege to disobey the very laws they claimed to uphold. In making the claim that those who boast in the law actually dishonor God by breaking the law, Paul led the reader to understand that everyone is in need of God's grace because everyone is a lawbreaker. People who can claim to represent God perfectly, but are exposed as lawbreakers themselves, damage their testimony through their hypocritical misrepresentation of God. Paul quoted Isaiah's lament that God's name is being despised among the lost because of the hypocrisy of those Jews who claim to represent Him. Isaiah 52, 5. The problem with people like the Jewish readers who were in positions of privilege and authority was not in their elevated knowledge concerning the ways of God. Their problem lay in their boasting of their privilege and claim of spiritual superiority. Advancement in education and understanding of God and His Word is an expected pursuit among all God's children. We run into danger, though, when our intellect turns into prideful boasting and we forget our need of God's grace. Legalism among the people of God gives cause for unbelievers to dismiss their testimony, which can defeat their attempt to obey the Great Commission. We must never forget how the graceful gospel of Jesus Christ rescues us from our religious hypocrisy. 
when we are tempted to judge others according to standards which we are unwilling to keep ourselves, we must embrace the grace of Christ who rescues religious and irreligious alike. God shows grace to those spiritually far and near, since we all desperately need salvation. What areas of hypocrisy do you see in your own life, and how will you address it with the gospel? Number two, the gospel renews repentant hearts. Romans 2, 25-29 For circumcision verily profiteth, if thou keep the law, But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee, who by the letter and circumcision dost transgress the law? For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh." But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. The first time I received a flu vaccine, I was so proud of myself for wisely preparing for the flu season. I had the mistaken notion that I would be immune to the virus and did not need to follow safe practices to keep from catching it. I learned the hard way that the inoculation did not prevent me from catching the flu. Much to my surprise, I caught the flu anyway and ended up in bed for a few days. The personal pride I held in receiving the vaccine quickly disappeared in debilitating illness. Many religious Jews during the time of Paul mistakenly thought that if they received circumcision according to the law of Moses, they would not receive judgment from God. Circumcision was the outward act that testified to inward trust and dependence on God who gave the law. The act of circumcision only demonstrated what should have taken place in the heart, but many thought the outward demonstration of obedience was the most important right to be followed. This unfortunate misunderstanding led many to pridefulness. People who assume that they are righteous because of works performed tend to have higher views of themselves in comparison to others. Paul reminded the readers that God did indeed establish the rite of circumcision and required it for all Jewish males who would partake in his covenant. Genesis 17, 9-14 Circumcision was beneficial, but for those who went on to violate the law, God counted them as though they were uncircumcised and liable to his judgment. What would happen in contrast if an uncircumcised person kept the law of God in righteousness? Paul wrote that if an uncircumcised person kept God's law, God would not bring him into judgment, but count him as having been circumcised. Paul drew out the importance of inward righteousness before God in contrast to simple outward religious behavior. In this case, Paul wrote that it would be entirely possible for an outwardly religious Jewish man to be judged by an uncircumcised Gentile if his heart had been transformed in righteousness. The difference lies in each person's inward condition as opposed to his outward showing of religious behavior. Someone who is truly a child of God, according to Paul, will have a heart committed to God in repentance and faith, whether or not he is circumcised. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way someone can have his heart softened in repentance. Like Paul's readers began to understand, Mere outward religious behavior cannot deliver anyone from the the condemnation of sin. 
behavior modification alone that adapts to man-made expectations may lead someone to receive the accolades of men, but God will not be impressed if the changes do not stem from inward transformation of the heart. You and I can be tempted to congratulate ourselves with our Christian behavior. We may conform to the expected norms of Christianity through church attendance, tithing, or doing other good deeds. We often do good deeds out of pride for the praise of man instead of obeying for the glory of God. If this is the case, what we need is a reminder that we are sinners who have been rescued by the grace of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. We should remind ourselves of the gospel message that transformed our hearts in regeneration by the Holy Spirit instead of being elevated in pride. Repentance allows God to change our hearts making possible for us to obey God and bring Him glory. How does the gospel lead us to repentance? Setting the application. Most parents establish rules for their children early in their lives. In fact, many children learn how to say no before they learn how to say yes, probably because they hear no more often. While it is very important for children to learn the difference between right and wrong from their parents, it is more important that children learn about Jesus and their need for salvation. Children raised in homes without learning of the saving grace of the gospel never know anything other than rule-keeping or rule-breaking. Christian parents realize their children might keep the rules from time to time, but until the child is born again through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, their outward obedience is simply behavior modification. The most important event in a person's life is when they hear the gospel, repent, and believe in Jesus Christ. It is only then that a person can have the desire and ability to honor God with their behavior. A person who only knows religious activity without acknowledging his need for grace and repentance will become hypocritical. Similarly, a Christian who receives the blessings of the gospel of Christ only to become puffed up in pride may cause more harm to the cause of Christ than help. We live to testify to the world of God's grace through His Son. But if others know us only by our attempted adherence to rules instead of our desperate need for God's grace, we may lead them astray. Jesus told His church the world would know them by their love for one another. John 13, 35. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news for everyone especially for those steeped in man-made religion who are willing to acknowledge their need for God's grace. How can you take better advantage of the blessings God has given you? Thanks, Brother Mark, for sharing such great truth with us this week. Join us next week as we take another look at God's Word with Brother Mark. Don't forget to join us daily on our Through the Bible Daily Devotionals on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.